johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. We are back with another edition of Sports Insider Radio. And it's hard to believe NFL is just flying by. What's going on, Mike? Yeah, it's flying by because everybody's having fun. It's been a it's been a great NFL season. I mean, you know, we love being transparent on the show. We had our worst NFL Sunday of the season last week. That's just the way it happens. It just happened to be on five of those games that they were uh, field goals as time expired. So, look, it, this is the trend of the NFL. You're always going to have a lot of parity. Squares are going to win from time to time, but seasonally we're still trucking along. NBA's been doing great. That's, that's what we try to preach is stop being one-dimensional. You know, Try to treat it more like operating with a hedge fund or a financial advisor that has all these different intricacies that he has you invested in. And it's not just one dimensional NFL Sunday parlays, you know, just hyper-focused on today, today, today versus we had a winning day in the NBA Sunday. You don't see us, you know, jumping off a bridge because some of those games in the NFL lost. It just, it's part of the variance that we preach from day one. I think people, what happens is Eric is we're, we get so used to winning that when a losing day like this happens, it becomes like, I can't believe it. I just, you know, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I get a couple, can't believe it. Well, what can't you believe that we lost? Well, no, because uh, realistically, you know, I, I thought you guys were just so good at NFL that I just started doubling and tripling my wagers. <laughs> and it's like, I never told you that. Well, you know, I just felt it. You know, it's like you're sitting at a blackjack table and you think that you're on a run, so you just press, press, press. Dangerous game these guys play if they don't take our guidance, right? Dangerous, dangerous game. Very dangerous. Like, I just have a client right now. I'm, I'm texting as we're talking, and, um, you know, I have different Telegram channels and different systems, and this one system, just to give, just to not bore you, you know, lost seventy eight hundred dollars on Monday if you're playing a thousand a unit, right? And then yesterday won ten thousand two hundred and twenty dollars. 
So you're up $2,420 for the week if you're following this unit betting system. And I understand people have lives and they're busy. And what I said to him, he said, you know, he's a, he's a brain, literally, he's a brain surgeon. He said, I was in surgery. I couldn't play the games. Of course, they won. And I said, don't chase. You can't make it up. He goes, what do you mean, don't chase? I said, there's no way to make up a deficit. If you lost 7.8 units on Monday, and then you won 10.2 units on Tuesday, and now you're up 2.42 units on today, you, you can't make that up. Now, I know his intention is to double dip and triple down and double bet everything, and that's how you get yourself in a disastrous position because you're chasing with an absence of money management. One of the biggest things that I talk about always is, you know, being part of the 1% club. You know, it was funny. Costi is, uh, you know, I always say part of the 1% club. I'm part of the 0.02% club, and I'm trying to get the gamblers to be in part of the 1% club. Do you know what that means? I'm part of the 0.2% club. Do you know what that means? I don't. Come on, man. All right, I'll let you ruminate on that with all the people that were sending you pictures yesterday from Washington, D.C. Um, so, so you know, like I always say, I'm always in the very small percentage club, the percentage that win, the percentage of life, the percentage of civilization. And like I tell people is that if you're going to if you're going to do this and you're going to if you're going to double down and triple down because it's it's in the stock market, we call it FOMO, fear of missing out. You're going to get burned. You know, one of the clients that we have, uh, he's listening in from New York. Uh, he's not the brain surgeon. He's the crypto guy. You know, it's the same thing. He gives me these coins. They go from a dollar up to $7. I watch it go up. And then I'm like, I'm not going to hop in at the top at $7. Got to hop in now. It's the fear of moving out. I got to wait for the thing to retrace and come back down to earth. So with this time of the year with volume, which is the professional way of betting, volume, high volume, uh, you know, there's 58 college basketball opportunities tonight, not counting that if you count the sides and totals, it's double, right? Um, you have to be able to handle the volume. Now, we've been doing this radio show for 10 years, never missed a show every Wednesday, even through the pandemic. I got to double check and look and see how many shows I have archived online right now. Uh, and what is it right now? 400 and this is our 414th show live in Las Vegas. So we're talking about 414 divided by 52 is 7.96 years. Okay, eight years archived online, right? At sportsinsiderradio.com. I've been saying the same thing the entire eight years. But what happens now is before we get to breaking down some of these games is I still am a believer that most people are betting on teams, not betting on lines. They don't understand the concept of edge betting, so I'm going to toss the baton to you, which is explain to the masses the concept of edge betting a line versus handicapping a team. That's a question. You you give give him your David Miller and Micah Smith breakdown of the difference between edge betting and handicapping. Well, so edge betting is handicapping is looking at statistics, looking at data, and just making an opinion based on that's all you see. That is just doing your trends, um, you know, the data that's out there to the general public about past performance, they're against the spread record, 
doing your own little manual, you know, rundown, uh, if you want to call it, about how you think the game is going to play out. You're handicapping the game. So when, and it works for horses. A lot of people, that's where the word handicap came from, because you were handicapping the past performance of the horse, um, how they run on certain tracks. So it, it actually, for that sport, makes sense. For football, basketball, baseball, very hard to handicap. So the edge betters, the sharps out there, realize everybody in this game is expected to lose 40 to 45% of the time. If you're just expected to lose 45% of the time, you can't emphasize handicapping. You just have to play the numbers. You have to basically play like you're a day trader in the stock market and you're just getting in at the lowest price and you're selling off at the highest price. And in sports edge betting, that is called basically finding market inefficiencies. And there's guys that are originators. So the originators, literally before they look on the board every day, their models tell them what the price of the game should be. So hypothetically, and I'm not saying we don't have a play on the Baltimore Ravens-Cincinnati game. It just happens to be Thursday night, so I'm just using it as an example. So if, for whatever reason, the originators, the guys that are, are, are edge bettors, create the line for the Ravens that it should be minus five. Before they look at the board, before they look at anything, they're, when they create the number based on it's, it's called situational handicapping. So that's incorporated as well when they make the price on the game. So they're making their own power rating of the game. So it's their own line called the outlaw line. So if they think it's minus five and they then look at the board and the offering rate is three and a half, some books may even offer three. Now they're, you know, they're looking at every single book and they're seeing these um, numbers there that are an advantage to their number. They're betting it, but they're only risking 2%. They're only risking 1% of their bankroll. And then they're scaling that with a lot, a lot, a lot of wagers, again, expecting to lose 45% of those wagers. But if they're constantly getting the best price, meaning... They're expecting when they make that, when they have their power number at five, they're expecting when the game goes to when it actually kicks off, it's going to be close to that five. So if they could grab three and a half right now and come Thursday night, it happens to go all the way steam up to five. They are in an advantage. That's what they're chasing. They're chasing the fact that they know the line is going to move against them before it actually goes to post, which is when the game kicks off or when, when the game tips off of its basketball. And that's why the majority of their work for the NFL is done Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Like we already have three NFL games released on our channel. And the reason for that is they're constantly getting the best number. And come Sunday, they're going to get a number that is not going to be as good. So they wouldn't bet the game on Sunday, but they would bet the game now. And most people can't um, separate handicapping from edge betting. They can't understand the difference. 
They're just so stuck in the today of what they're trying to accomplish versus treat it like a business and be hands off and not be emotional when days win or days lose. Because then you're, when you're hyper focusing on that, it puts you in that emotional state of a lot of guys, what they do when they're emotional, they try to chase their losses. And that's when you could get into a very, very uncomfortable state when you're sports betting, because then you're, you can't catch up because then you can't overcome those, the chasing of the losses because you tripled quadruple bet and happen to lose that particular game. And we would never instruct that. So I actually have a, uh, a client right now listening. His name is Oliver from Slovakia. And he was, uh, he messaged me on Instagram. Slovakia, and, like a uh, Russian. Can he understand you? I know they're written the same. I know they're Serbian and Russian are written yeah, the same, but go ahead. Serbian and Russian. Yeah. So, you know, it's a lot of people come from, so usually the clients that come from the YouTube watching Spencer Cornelia video, understanding what edge betting is, and then message me with a question, which I could easily tell if it's somebody that's trying to treat it like a business or it's somebody that's just looking for a free pick. Literally every time it takes me two seconds to decipher it. Where if somebody came from the Spencer video and already watched that 10 minute um, explanation of when he spent the weekend in Colorado with Dave, that he already gets it. He just wants to be a part of what we're doing here versus I have guys that literally say, well, what's the luck? What's, what's the game tonight? That's the lock. And I start laughing and I, I'm looking still, for my keys. I'm just going to shake my, Oh, hold on here. here it's my keys to, to put the, in the that door. It sounded terrible. It sounded, whatever that was sounded terrible, but I believe you that you're shaking my car keys. keys. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you, but you know, not, not to, not to dig deep and, and go back and forth about this. Cause we bring it up week after week. Let's, let's do a breakdown. Um, Let's do a breakdown on the games real quick. Um, not all the games that we actually have played, but uh, of which that, you know, we could do a little breakdown. So I'm going to, I'll start it off with each game and then you could actually give me your opinion on who you like. Even if you don't have an opinion on the game, just give me which side that you like. And then we'll, you know, it's, you never know. We have different groups, different systems. A lot of, so if I give you my side, simply you just fade me. You just fade me because I know nothing. No, no, no. All right. So who do you, give me your opinion on right now? It's three and a half. Ravens are at home versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Hold on, I got to bring it up here. I mean, I like the Bengals. Sorry for the. To no, I mean it's. No, I mean, I understand. It's three and a half is a big number. Um, originally, Eric, I was I mean, that's an auto bet spot. You just take the three and a half. That's an yeah. auto bet spot. Early in the week, I was leaning you had towards Cleveland, the You had Cleveland last week. We had Cleveland I did, last week. I did. I did. Um, our groups don't have a play on this game. This is just more opinion-based. But um, Cincinnati, early in the week, I was on Cincinnati. I was very confident. With a three and a half, I think it's going to come down to a Justin Tucker field goal late in the game. Um, and I see the Ravens winning by three. So early in the week, I was, my mind was, was pretty made up that the three and a half, if I were to bet the game, I would take the Bengals. But hearing the injuries that are, because it's a short week, it's very unique because 
when guys get hurt on Sunday and they have to play on Thursday, most of the time they don't play because they don't have enough practice time and enough recovery to get there. The Bengals are hurting. Joe Burrow has that hurt calf right now. Both of his starting receivers, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, are banged up. They lost two of their pass rushers in Hubbard and Hendrickson on Sunday. I just don't see them being able to stop the run, which is what the Ravens do best. Um, you saw that, you know, the the Texans carved them up last week. So with that being said and knowing that those guys are going to play, I'm going to flip it. And now I'm going to, I'm going to ride the Ravens. I think the Ravens win this pretty handedly, probably by six or seven. Mm. Is that just because you're going to so, the games? Yeah. Well, I'm actually sitting in the DraftKings suite. Um, a buddy of mine who's a big time player um, got two tickets from DraftKings. We're sitting in a suite. I've never actually been to a suite before at Ravens Stadium. Um, so sitting in a suite there, Section 401, and we have uh, pre, pre-game on-field passes as well. So I, I was seeing if, you know, Lamar will throw catch with me. You know, if I could just, you know, play catch with Lamar, we'll see how that goes. But at least I'll get some pictures. It's going to be a, a great night. Uh, love night games. This is actually my first game of the year. I've been so busy, man. I just haven't had time to go to any of the games. Um, so I'm excited. Get a good tailgate in. Um, still a fan of the game. It's the only sport and the only team that I actually am a real fan of. Could care less about. I, I like sports as a whole, but I'm not really obsessed about any other team than the Ravens. So very excited. And uh, I think with, with the injuries out there, I think the Ravens win this one pretty easily. Well, let's dive into this game. So tell me about the collapse. Since I didn't watch any of the game and you are a fan, my 18-year-old was texting me viciously as I was on my bicycle riding in the nice cool weather going, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. What was the stat they were winning the entire game with less the only time they weren't winning the game was when at point zero point zero zero seconds or something. Let's break down this. Explain to me the 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 the, the loss. Come because again the wise the the public side and again I'm just we're bantering. The public side is is your side is oh they're going to bounce back. They're going to bounce back. I don't know about the whole bouncing back crap. So I don't explain know. to me what I don't know about the public. Well, explain to me explain to me what you watch with your eyes. In this well, second half, the how they just blew. right now, right now the the majority of the bets are on the Bengals. Yeah, but I want to know. I don't what think you saw in the second half. Why? How did they give up the game? Tell the well, viewers. Not they everybody gave up the game. game. Well, I mean, look, it Listen. scored a lot of points. We scored twenty four points offensively. We had a, a you know an interception for touchdown early in the game. They got a seven. Scoring thirty one points at home should be enough with the defense that the Ravens have. They've been stellar all year, top three defense. Now, obviously, we're playing the Browns. The Browns have a top three defense also. And Deshaun Watson, for whatever reason, it took him. Now he's out for the year. Um, Obviously, the reports came in this morning. He's gone for the year. Ankle surgery. So, uh, I mean, shoulder surgery. He's got a high ankle sprain as well. But he played like the Deshaun Watson of old, like what we saw in the Houston Texans for a couple years. The guy was elusive, just wouldn't go down, extended plays, 
And when you extend plays, it's hard to play defense. I mean, it's in a traditional not running quarterback. You can't really extend the plays all that much. And if the receivers aren't open, you just, you know, you take a sack or you throw the ball away. Well, Deshaun can create. And when you create, it throws the, the, the balance and you can only cover for four or five seconds in the NFL. So if you're extending the play and then having the ability to run, which is why the Ravens win a lot of games because Lamar does that as well. The guy just made Watson made those, those plays that you just can't account for. And got the team back within 14 in the fourth quarter. And then you saw a pick six, which was, you can't really blame anybody on the team when it's a deflection by a defensive lineman. And they just, the ball bounced in the perfect spot for the defensive catcher. They got a pick six and then they came back and scored again on the last drive. And then the Ravens just couldn't, didn't have enough time to, to be down. I mean, they were down 0.0 seconds in the entire game, and they still managed to lose, which is, I'm pretty sure it's the first time that it's ever happened. I mean, they literally did not trail for a whole second in the entire game. So bad breaks, happens, um, can't be too down on ourselves. Division game, there's a reason why the Browns are 6-3. and their defense is that good and they played an A plus performance in the second half and the Ravens did not. And, you know, but we have a short week, not dwelling on it too much. There's not much to be upset about. Injuries happened to us, which three key guys went out on defense and we couldn't get the stops that we've been getting for the last four games on that winning streak. So hopefully some of those guys are back on Thursday, but the Bengals are hurting as well. Look, it's we're in November 15th people are hurt the nfl people get hurt all the time hopefully you just stay healthy enough where you can get closer to the playoffs and that's when your team hopefully is healthier than they are right now and if that's the case then usually you'll have a good super bowl run and the teams that don't usually don't make it in the playoffs so everything is is heightened in the playoffs that's why lamar hasn't had too much success because the defense is tightened up and you can't make the the those wild plays happen consistently in the playoffs. You have to play between the numbers. So for right now, I like what I'm seeing out of both teams, but man, the Bengals, if they lose, they'll go back to five and five. Maybe with Cleveland going to struggle the rest of the year because they don't have Deshaun, they could they could get in there. But I wouldn't be surprised if three definitely four teams potentially could make it to the playoffs from this division. So enough talking about the Ravens. We have a lot more games to cover, but don't have to wait long. We have a game here tomorrow night here at the bank. Well, we'll see which way the line will move. Um, You know, again, we call this an Island game. So obviously the volume on the game will be huge. In terms of stats, before we move on to the next uh, game, uh, let's talk about um, the stats. And I'm going to give it to you right now. It is currently right now the Ravens are 6-4 ATS. The mm-hmm. Bengals are 4-4-1 four and four and ATS. And so let's do this. We're going to, instead of going in the order of the rotation, let's talk about 
let's do the order of the let's do the outlier envelope uh, analysis of these games. So the best uh, record ATS, the money making printing machine this season so far is the Detroit Lions. They are seven and two ATS. They hold the number one spot for your money. So let's just uh, let's let's head on over to, to Detroit and let's do it in the order of uh, of who's winning, who's making you, who's printing money. So Detroit is playing the Bears. They opened up at minus ten. They're now minus nine. Uh, talk to me about that team. We got the number one team ATS. The Bears are actually holding their own. Their own. They're actually for a team that's playing so poorly. They are three and five, and they've pushed two games. They have the own. Their two teams have pushed two t- games this season. Uh, actually, three teams: Carolina one six and two, Philadelphia five two and two, and Chicago three five and two. So let's talk about break it down. Break down this Detroit game. Obviously, the public's going to be all over them. Yeah, I mean, talk to me. Yeah, I mean, usually, I mean, obviously, this is what happens when a team is this hot. Usually, the public is all over them. A lot of the tickets so far are on Detroit. That's a big number to lay. We don't have a play on this game whatsoever. Uh, Justin Fields is coming back for Chicago. Uh, halfway through the season, right before he got hurt, he could. He was playing a little bit better, but still underperforming. Um, it's just a scary number. I hate to to lay nine and a half with Detroit, and I just don't like Chicago in this spot. I think the line is pretty accurate. It's probably going to come down to you know a backdoor cover for Chicago, or you know Detroit wins by fourteen. Not something that we want to gamble on, but for obviously for. For conversation's sake, I think that Detroit blows them out. I'm not going to take the game, but too much firepower at home. Defense is playing really good. Justin Fields coming off injury. We don't know what that's going to look like. Didn't look great even when he was playing. The Bears are a mess. The entire franchise is a mess. Um, I just don't see how they can keep up. The only thing that I could see them keeping up is it is a division game, and no matter what we say, division games are played a lot tighter. And and that's the only thing that I can keep them in it. But if I had to take a small lean, um, I won't take this game. I, I don't see myself betting it at all, but I see the Lions probably winning by 14. Okay. Regarding the overall season for the listeners, currently right now the Dogs, excuse me, the favorites have a five game edge on the wins and the losses. They are 73 wins, 68 losses and nine pushes. It's a large number of pushes uh, for the season. So understand that, you know, this is one of the things in sports marketing that I despise. You know, somebody will have a website and they'll say, Oh, I'm 73 and 68. I'm up five games. So you won $73,000 on the five games and now you have 68 games that you lost $1,100 if you're betting a dime a game, and you lost 74,800. So understand that 10% vig um, is you're down $1,800 up five games if you bet every favorite for the season. And so a lot of people ask me, what is the easiest way to save money? What is the easiest, you know, valuable thing to do? First of all, don't buy points, as I've discussed. Don't buy points. 
um, and, and then try to get reduced juice. Now, a lot of the legal books don't have re- reduced juice. A lot of the offshore books do have reduced juice. Um, but see, if, you, if you're a big player and you move a lot of money in your account and you're not already banned or limited in one of the legal apps and you have a host who's throwing money into your account, you can give the story about our good friend Mikey R., who he gets money thrown in his account. Maybe he's the type of guy that can actually call up and, you know, negotiate reduced juice from a five cent li- from a 10 cent line to a five cent line to tell the listeners like what these got what the sports books do to guys like your buddy our buddy he's my friend too Go. well i mean look man when you anytime you're betting with legal sports books you're spending money and when you're spending money um on a very high rate you're you're collecting tokens or points and then those token or points could then be used for cruises trips um Tickets to games, any of that stuff. So, but he just went truffle hunting in Italy. He went truffle hunting in Italy. Um, a good friend of ours just went to the the New York Knicks game um, from DK. Sat courtside for the Spurs Knicks game. Um, I'm actually going to a Ravens Bengals game, sitting in a suite. Um, you know, outside of that. You could get hotel credits, you can get comps. I mean, all that's as long as you're putting in volume, you have the ability to get things in return. And sometimes these offshore books also offer you free play and and give you different, you know, comps as well. So at the end of the day, if you're spending money, they're making money. And no matter what, it's just more added to the funnel of them you know, making a percentage off of it. So, you know, use that stuff, guys. Definitely use that stuff. It's all available. Just, you know, you got to know how to, to work the angles. And if you have any questions, feel free to, to call me and I'll, I'll help you uh, navigate those things. But there's a reason. You know, we use credit cards for purchases all the time and we're getting back cash back or we're getting, you know, flight credits or anything like that. How's, how's, the same thing are you getting more book. points now that you're married and the wife has a credit card? Are you getting more points now? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Double the spending. Double the spending. Let's talk about the next game, the next team. Let's talk about we're going to go back and forth. We're going to go from the top to the bottom. So now we're going to go to the basement. Carolina is 1-6-2 ATS. One six and two ATS, and they're taking on America's team. How about those Cowboys? They're taking them on, and uh, you know, again, double digit. Uh, so here's the thing: before we get into this game, this is on one of my live shows that I did last week on uh, YouTube. I talked about how the public, for the first time, was on the Giants plus seventeen and a half um, because it was just an auto bet spot where it's too many points. And I said, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if, the, if, if they won by 30, 40, whatever. Um, so again, you know, those, you, you're looking at a scenario where they just covered that 17 and a half. Now they're going to Carolina. Carolina can't cover a game if their life depended on. It. I mean, they've won, they've covered one game, which we actually were on that game because the game that they covered, they won outright. It was their only win and they lost. And they've pushed on two games, so thirty percent of their games they've put they've either won, they've pushed or lost a uh, one. So now they're they're hosting the Dallas Cowboys. The line is not seventeen and a half. The line is now ten, it's ten and a half in most spots. 
Dallas is currently right now ATS six and three. So their win loss record, you know, they're not, eh, what's your take? My take is it's a letdown spot for Dallas is the sharp side would be to take Carolina and just swallow and gulp. Um, Look at the total as well. well, I'm with you on this. No, I'm I'm with you with that. Um, Look at the total. You already have opened at 43. It's now 42. So in order for Dallas to cover, basically they're basically saying Carolina is not going to score, and the game should be Dallas in the under. Um, and again, we'll get to the totals in a second. To but uh, that's what that's what the totals telling me: thirty to ten. Right, thirty to they're ten. Predicting. So, but I don't. I think this, it's a lot of points, especially for a low total like this. Usually, it, especially for a road favorite, typical letdown spot. It's you know. A, you know, we already gave out this game on one of our channels. We gave them out Carolina plus 11. You know, this is a typical spot that we saw early in the year where they went to Arizona, big, heavy favor on the road, and Arizona trampled them. You know, they, they came in and they, they beat the brakes off of them. It's a lot of points in the NFL to, to give up on the road. And look, you, if you lose this game, you're just playing a strategy. This is what most people can't uh, truly understand. They go, why? The team is terrible. Why? It's a strategy. That means you stick to it 100%, 365 days a year. Because we know from data, from years of performance, and years of success, if we follow it to the T and we don't deviate, it always performs. So, you know, some people won't be able to uh, to understand that. They go, oh, I'm not taking it. They suck. I can't bet on a team that sucks. Look, all I can tell you is the strategy works. Obviously, you know our performance on the season so far in the NFL, and that's all that needs to be said. We're not sitting here trying to tell you that we're going to predict the outcome of every single game. It's going to take, you know, it's, this is diligent strategy work, and if we follow it, it works. Well, let's talk about but, but that under for a second. So I had a, on my uh, one set of games, I went 0-3 on the totals. I had three unders on Sunday that w- all went over, even though the entire season has been under. It's just how the numbers bounced out. But how about this, this stat? Currently right now, if you bet every game under the total in the NFL, you are 89 and 60. Do you hear me? That's in, that's all games, including overtime. Now, if just regulation, just regulation, if you bet every game under the total, you are 86 and 56. 86 and 56. You are up 30 games. Obviously, that doesn't include the VIG because I hate when people do phony, fuzzy, fake math. You won $86,000 if you bet every under, and then you lost 56, uh, 56 times 1,100. You lost 61,600 minus the 86,000. So you're up 24,400. So you're up 30 games, but after the 10 cents juice, you're up 24.4 units. Uh, just betting the under and what do you say to that? They can't adjust these lines high enough. They just, they've not, it's been a 30 game lead since like week four and it hasn't changed. 
even though I, I managed to pick three unders on Sunday. I didn't. Yeah, I mean, I'm the, groups. I just that our groups, our groups just don't. Uh, for me personally, I just don't have a lot of totals whatsoever. Uh, well, I do. Mainly yeah. sides. Uh, it just you know I I don't really have a a reasoning behind it. It's just no, but look at what I'm saying is look at these totals. Look at the totals this week. I know thirty six and a half. It, 47, but having, having trends for the season, what does that actually have to prove for this week? Well, no, what you I'm saying is if you look at this you week, have to have a baseline you, behind it. No, but if you look at this week, the average line on a game in the NFL should be between 45 to 50. You don't even have a 50 on the board this week. You don't well, even. So what I'm explaining, well I'm explaining to you, I'm explaining to you what it has to do. Because I'm the one that worked out of Don Best's offices for 15 years in Las Vegas, where they make the line. They originate the number from offshore and bring it into the feed. Mm-hmm. They're pulling down these numbers. They're pulling down these numbers because they know that people are going to auto bet every under. Literally, if you're up 30 games this season, 24,000 betting a dime a game on every under, you are just literally logging into the sports book. And you were just betting every game. You say, what does it have to do? Yes, trend bettors are going to bet every under. So what I'm saying is usually they pump them up, but they're not. Pittsburgh opened at 38. It's down to 34. Uh, and oh, so you're not seeing uh, Giants opened up at 38. It's down to 36. Uh, uh, Carolina opened up at 43. It's down to 42. The only games, uh, Minnesota-Denver opened up at 44. It's down to 43. So they're pulling them down. So what I'm saying is that if you're a contrarian better like I am and you had access to no information whatsoever and you weren't using groups like I was using last week when I had those three unders that were in on those plays, um, you would just auto bet every game the, revert, the opposite. You would, you would be getting value betting every game over the toe. That's what it has to do with because – just like the end, when I started in this business, every total in the NBA was between 150 and 180, and now every total is 240. It's literally gone reverse. The NBA lines keep getting higher. The totals in football keep getting lower. The offense keeps getting more anemic. So remember, when you have a 30-game differential between the overs and the unders, what you're basically saying is that the league as a whole is anemic on the offense. So I'm going to ask you, since you're a football fan, forget about gambling. Why do you, what do you think happened? Why it's such an anemic year in terms of scoring? And I'm not, of course, you can isolate games where they've scored. Each team's have no, scored. I, 30, I just think the over- defenses are, the defenses are more sophisticated. The defenses are much better than years past because years past we had the Wildcat, we had the spread offense, we had all these gadget plays, and a lot of offenses were just running up and down the field. And it was, just a, a much more wide open game. I think the defenses are in this day and age this year, the defenses are playing much better. They're I don't think it's worse offense. I think it's better defense. It's my opinion because the, the offense is always going to be there. The, the guys, everybody in the NFL, if you play in the NFL can catch the ball. Everybody in the NFL predominantly can throw the ball. The reason why there's quarterbacks that are terrible is because the timing is off. And why the timing is off is because these defenses are that much quicker. 
and you only have a two or three second window to get it in that window. And if you can't, it's a missed opportunity, interception, turnover. Um, it's just, you know, the, the offense and defensive lines are, have been the same for years. They're, the pass rush isn't going to change. The guys are getting bigger on both sides of the ball. It's the speed players that I think has changed the game because the schemes on defense have just been better. They're just winning more on plays. I think the referees have been a lot more lenient this year, and they're not calling pass interference nearly as much as they have in previous years. So which that they're letting them play more, which usually if they're letting them play more means it's a benefit to the defense because they're not calling as many penalties. And if they're not calling as many penalties, the offense is not scoring as much because they're not getting those extra yards. I think that's what I have seen this season that has been different than years past and why the scoring totals are down. I mean, for fantasy as a whole, I do a lot of fantasy football and the, the numbers have been down. I mean, those, those superstars that we've seen for years are not superstars this year. You know, last year we saw the likes of Justin Fields running all over 100 yards a game on the ground as a quarterback. None of that this year. Josh Allen, not blowing the doors off, just scoring at will. The Bills, not doing that much. Kansas City, they're not a juggernaut. They're not scoring 50 points a game. And Mahomes, they have a good record, but they also have a good defense. So they're not a juggernaut. There's nobody out there that is just, unless you're the Miami Dolphins, that just score at will. And that's why their totals are always going to be high. They have no defense, comparatively. And that's why a team like that isn't beating up on good teams, and they beat up on crappy teams. Good answer. All right. Well, let's, let's, let's break down a couple more games as we could talk all day long about football and things are just flying by. Let's talk about the next, let's talk about this category here. Philly. So Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, Kansas City, Miami, Dallas, and Pittsburgh and Minnesota. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams that are all six and three ATS. So let's talk about that Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh uh, is 6-3 ATS, and they go to Cleveland, which for people that don't know geography is like a, a minute away. Cleveland's like up the street from Pittsburgh, even though it's two separate states. They're border states. So it's basically no different than us playing the Redskins or playing the Eagles. Um, and they just went here, had that emotional win at Baltimore, and now they're hosting the Steelers where – I would say 30, 40% of the crowd's going to be Steelers fans anyway, because it's just a, like a hour drive. Yeah. So what do you I, say? I like the Steelers in this spot. Um, They're getting two points the on the current that, number. Now, the line opened up at four. It's been banged down at one and a half, two in most well, places. Well, it's because the quarterbacks. So the Cleveland Browns starting quarterbacks out for the season. Uh, Deshaun Watson's done. So he's, as of this morning, he's out for the season. They have been somewhat decent with P.J. Walker um, at quarterback because their defense is so good. I don't have a play on this game, but if I had to take a lean right now, I think the Steelers are a more confident bunch. I think the momentum of them knowing they're not playing against Deshaun Watson, this is such a big game because not only is it for the division, 
but a shot to keep going into the playoff race. They're both six and three. I mean, this is a spot where the Steelers have to win if they want to make a run at the playoffs, because if they lose to PJ Walker uh, on the road, I think they would be, you know, they would be very, very disappointed because this is a definitely a game that they should win. They're getting points, which just shows how good the Cleveland defense is. I don't have a play on this game, but if I had to take a lean right now, I'll, I wouldn't even get the one and a half. I'd be greedy and take Pittsburgh on the money line. Okay. Well, let's go to the back down to the basement. The Giants are currently two seven and one ATS after getting shellac last week, the 17 and a half points, or even if you teased it wasn't good enough. So now they're traveling to Washington. Um, my son still laughs at me. I can't help it. The skins. Um, I'm saying the skins till I'm dead. Um, opened at nine and they're uh, opened at seven and a half and now it's nine and a half. What's your take on that uh, Washington uh, Giants matchup? Again, Sharps will probably come in at post and take the Giants. We know that a lot of. No, we already have them. Uh, we actually just where I got the text while I was on air uh, from my groups. We're taking the Giants. I mean, this is this is a live show. This isn't pre-recorded. The, the information comes out. All the clients that are listening to the show had no I had no idea. Text. Wasn't looking. Should take should should actually receive a text in the next couple of minutes because I'm multitasking and I'm going to be putting out the Giants right now. I, I actually like the spot here. I think it's a division game. Um, Washington has done anything to show me. Uh, impressive, you know, impressive football by any means. They haven't covered a game at home yet. Um, and regardless of the quarterback for the Giants, it's not going to be last week. You have to throw last week out. Um, I mean, Washington, they, just so you know, is 5 4 and 1 ATS. Yeah, but they're 0 and 3 at home. 0 and 3 against the spread at home. Okay. 0 3 and 1 at, against the spread at home. So they've covered all their games on the road. So at home, they haven't covered a single game. And the Giants, not that the Giants are any better. They're 1-5 against the spread on the road. But, again, division game, play each other tough. The Washington, the Washington should be 9.5 over anybody. So the fact that I can grab 10 um, on the Giants is a good spot for me. I'm all over it. Uh, the text is actually going out. For the clients, and I wouldn't be surprised if this actually goes down and we have a better number. It might get to eight and a half or nine. So I wouldn't actually be very surprised at game time if this doesn't, because I, I could see most of the public fading the Redskins, the Commanders, the Washington football team, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to another one. Let's look at another atrocious team at ATS. Um, I like looking at these dirty, dirty, nasty teams. Uh, let's see here. We got um, three of them. New Orleans, two and seven. Atlanta, two and eight. New England, two and eight. So you picked, the, you picked a lot of uh, those three teams. We got uh, Atlanta, New Great. England. And uh, New Orleans, which one do you want to break down? Gave me three really, really, really good teams. I don't think Atlanta's playing. Is Atlanta no, playing? Atlanta's not playing. This New, or New Orleans isn't playing. New Orleans isn't playing. And New England 
is not playing. So all three garbage teams are off the board this week. So now we're going to move up to the top. Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, Kansas City, Miami. So let's talk about uh let's 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 look at this uh Jacksonville Jaguars. They're six and three against the spread. They're almost laying that key number of seven. They're hosting the Tennessee Titans. The Titans uh are four and five against the spread. Jacksonville six and three against the spread, but we are talking about almost seven. What do you like in that game? I think it's a good bounce back spot for Jacksonville. I, I know it's a division game and six and a half is a big number. It's t- typical what we saw last week with the Browns and the Ravens. Six was a big number for the Browns. That's why we we love the Browns. And similar to this spot, I just don't think that Tennessee is good by any means. He had look, uh, Will Levis had one good game when he first came in. Um, last game was horrible. The guy is not ready for the NFL yet. Not the jury's out on him. I think he has potential, but the game's just too fast for him at the moment. Um, I think Jacksonville stops Derrick Henry. Jacksonville has to have a bounce back. They just got trampled, and we were on them last week, actually, against the 49ers. They're 6-3. and three. They lose back-to-back, and especially if they lose to Tennessee, their season is, is going to be in jeopardy as well. Um, so I, I think that I don't have a play on this game, but I think the Jaguars get this job done. They win by at least a touchdown, which is good enough to cover the six and a half. All right. Well, let's, let's talk about this game. I'm interested in your opinion. I always talk about the Monday night game the following week. One of the trends is always to take the Monday night team that lost outright. Bills lose to Denver. Bills are now seven at home against the Jets. Um, Bills are three and seven ATS. And believe it or not, the Jets are four and four and one ATS. So do you expect the Bills to come out and bounce on Monday, on a Sunday after losing outright on Monday? Or tell me what you think. Yeah, it's tough for the Jets have already played the Bills um, once. So it's tough to beat a team in your division twice, man. I mean, it's regardless of the popular opinion, it's it's very hard to uh, to beat them, and they already beat them um, week one in overtime. They beat them twenty two sixteen when Aaron Rodgers went down on that Monday night game. So I just think it's going to be hard for a team to beat them twice, especially with what the Jets are dealing with. As good as that defense is, man, they just, uh, what I saw was just, uh, they're terrible, man. It's just a terrible team. The fact that they could not pull away from the Raiders um, and lose that game was just demoralizing. I think their season's done. Yeah, their defense keeps them in most games, but. Yeah, but again, we're betting on the spread, and you're talking about one team is four and four I get and it. one and, and the I don't other think it's going to matter. I don't think the spread is going to matter at all in this game. Buffalo doesn't win by a little. This is a bounce-back game for the Bills. They have to win this game. This is their season. And if they win this game, they win this game by more than six and a half. I like the Bills here. And I don't tend to take a lot of favorites, but on these games that we don't have opinions on and we didn't give them out, if if I had to actually – somebody put a gun to my head and said, you have to bet this game, I'd take the Bills. 
minus the six. Cal, Cal just texted me from Kansas City and said, "Don't bet the Chiefs." You want to? You have any feedback on that? Man. I don't think the Eagles are going to win this game. I think this is a Chiefs game. The layoff. Um, Kansas City is Chiefs six and decent. three ATS. Philadelphia they is five good. and they two look ATS. Good in Germany, Go ahead. Man. I mean, I know they were playing the Dolphins, but they look good. They've they've gotten healthier. Um, it's a, it's a, it could be a tough game. I this is it's an exciting game because it's the two best teams in the conferences that are playing each other with a total of three losses. So this is one of those games where I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. The total is 47 in this position. I would honestly take the under. I don't think there's going to be a lot of scoring in this game. It's going to be back and forth. It's going to be a Do we know if the girl, the guys girl, is, is the, is the, is the, what's her name going to be at the stadium on Monday Night Football? <laughs> well, he just went to – Travis Kelsey just flew to Argentina during the bye week to – on her tour in Argentina, and, and everybody on TV was giving him crap for it. Man, live, live his life, man. He's on a bye week. The guy knows what he's doing. The best tight end in football. Let him live, man. I mean, you're talking Let about the live. line open to three. It's two and a half. Um, you know, again, I'm, not, I'm not taking the side here. I like the under. Weak. Weak way to so wiggle Cal, out of that. Cal, I will mm. not. I will not give a game selection because I don't it's such a coin flip man why give an opinion when you think it's that close of a game and that much of a coin flip I like the under well the music is going to start soon it's hard to believe an hour's almost came by pick one dirty dog that you think can win outright can the Raiders win outright getting 13 points at Miami give me a dirty dog we've seen dirty dogs win outright all week long all season long give me that one dirty dog so you got you get you got Tampa Bay plus eleven and a half. Pot. You got Raiders plus thirteen. You got the Bears plus Arizona. Nine. Give me Arizona plus five. Take them on the money line against Houston. Okay. Yep. Arizona plus nine plus five against Houston plus five. There it is, guys. Another edition of Sports Insider Radio. We'll be back next week. Good day and good luck.